Chesterbrook Academy Preschool is here to help your child move forward academically, socially, and emotionally. You'll be amazed at the progress they'll make in our classrooms. They'll be ready for kindergarten and make lots of new friends in the process. So they'll be happy, and in turn, so will you. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday, January 22nd. Visit ChesterbrookAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. That's ChesterbrookAcademy.com. We're going to be learning the fifth piece in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi and Hilchus Ishus. This is Perak Zion, Halacha Tes Zion. Rab Chaim is analyzing the Halacha of a Mekadesh in Uber, a man who is Mekadesh the fetus through her father, who can accept Kiddushin for his daughter so long as she's a child. And this touches on the Halacha of a Dover Shlobal Olam acquiring something which has not been fully created. The Rambam says, If a man says to his friend, If your wife gives birth to a daughter, So she is married to me with this object, with the ring or the coin, whatever he's giving him. That is not a Kiddushin. So even if the father accepts it, when his daughter is born, she is not married. Now on the other hand, if his wife was already pregnant, and it was noticeable that she was pregnant, so people could see this this fetus there, then that is a valid Kiddushin. So according to the Rambam, if the wife is not pregnant, a man cannot be Mekadesh, her child who's going to be born in the future. But if she's noticeably pregnant, then it would be a good Kiddushin. The Ravid disagrees with this, with the second part, and he holds that in all cases there is no Kiddushin. And he says that this whole halacha, that if she's noticeably pregnant, it's a valid Kiddushin, is only according to Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, who holds Adam Makna Dover Olam, that you can sell something which has not come into the world yet, something which you're going to get into the future. But says the Ravid, the halacha is not like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, and so the halacha we should hold that a man can can never be Mekadish's future daughter, even if his wife is already already noticeably pregnant. Now, this machlokas is based on a Gemar and Kiddushin and Daf Samach Beis. The Bryce over there says that the Yeser al Kain Amar Rebbe Yezer ben Yaakov, Rebbe Yezer ben Yaakov's position is, Afilo Amar Peris Arugazu Tlushin. If someone has fruit which has been picked already, and they say that it should be truma for a different area of fruit which has not been picked, it's still connected to the tree or the ground. Or the other way, if somebody said that the fruit which has not been connected, it's mechuberes, it should be truma for the fruit which has already been picked. Once they grow a third and are picked, so this is in the future, right now this picked fruit is not eligible to be truma, but in the future it's going to be. And then it grows a third and then the fruit is picked, it becomes truma. So we see that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that even if it's not in the world at this moment, it's just going to be in the future, you could still make it truma. Now the Gemara records in Machlokas that the Rabbah said, Rabbah said that it has to have grown a little bit. It has to at least be fit to be picked and be animal food. So it's not fully grown, this fruit, but it's at least something. But if it's uh, totally soft, it's just a little sprout that's coming up. There's no real fruit there. So then even Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that it would not work. And Rav Yosef disagrees. He says, no, even if it's agam, even if it's just a sprout, you could still make it truma in the future. 
Says the Gemara, Keman Azla Haditnan. We have a Mishnah which says that if a man says to his friend, if your wife gives birth to a daughter, she's Mekudeshas to me, it doesn't work. Rabbi Hanina qualified the Mishnah that it's only if his wife was not pregnant at the time. But if she was pregnant at the time, then the Kiddushin would be valid. So the Gemara says, who does this follow? So it says it's either Rabbah, and it's talking about Kishahukar Ubra, when you're able to see that she's pregnant, which would be the equivalent of the case of the Shachas, that it's already grown somewhat, the plant. Uh, and according to Rav Yosef, it's even if you can't see that she's pregnant, which would be the equivalent of the case of Agam, that it's just a sprout. So that would be the equivalent here, that a woman is pregnant, you can't tell it, and still the Kiddushin takes effect. So uh, either way, the Gemara, it's compares the case of pregnancy to the case of truma. And according to Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, you're able to make truma in the future, so too you can make a pregnancy in the future. There's a machlokis, Rabbi and Rav Yosef, how far along the plant has to be or the pregnancy has to be in order for the truma and the kiddushin take effect. But either way, it seems to be clear that this is all predicated, the whole concept of the kiddushin taking effect on a pregnant woman for her fetus is based on makna adam davar shlobala olam, that a person could sell something which has not come to the world yet. And therefore, says the Ravid, that since we hold, ain adam makna davar shlobala olam, that you cannot sell something which has not come to the world, and even if it's shachas already, so the plant has grown a little bit, you still cannot make it truma, and the Rambam himself paskins that in Hilchus Truma, Perak Hei Halacha Tes, so too, to, for consistency, the Rambam should have held in the laws of Ishus that you cannot be Mekadesh, your daughter, when she's a fetus, even if the pregnancy is noticeable. Now, according to the Rambam, so Rab Chaim says, he'll have to say that the comparison between the case of the pregnancy and the case of the truma is not exact. And it means that if she's pregnant, but you can't tell, then that's similar to the case of the Agam. Uh, it's less than the case of the shachas. But if she's pregnant and you can tell that she's pregnant, so then that's not just the case of the shachas truma, but it's even much better. So even if you hold that in that situation, it would still work the kiddushin. So the Rambam holds that they're not exact parallels, but rather the case where hukar ubra, you can see that she's pregnant, is better than a case of davar bala olam. It's bala olam. And uh, that's why it works. The only thing the Gemara is trying to say is that if it's not hukar ubra, then it's less than the case of shachas for truma. So it's uh, worse than Rabba's situation. And it would be like Rav Yosef's situation, similar to the agam that you're taking truma off of. So that's how Reb Chaim proposes to read the Gemara according to the Rambam. That would answer the Ravid's question. Uh, he points out in this brief parenthesis that Tosvos there asks, why does Rabbi Hanina assume that the Mishnah in Kiddushin about the pregnancy is a reference to Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov's position, and it's talking about where she's not pregnant. Why doesn't he just say it's the Rabbanan and she is pregnant and still the Kiddushin doesn't take effect? So that's what Tosos asks according to the way Rashi and Tosos and the Ravid read that Gemara, that the whole halacha that you can be Makadesh, a woman who's pregnant, is only predicated on Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Says Rab Chaim that according to the Rambam's reading that he's proposing, it would answer that question because uh, Rabbi Hanina is actually talking about also for the Rabbanan. They would agree that if she's pregnant and it's hukar ubro, so then it would work. Now Reb Chaim goes to a very fascinating machlokas rishonim about how to read this Rambam. 
So he says that the Nimuke Yosef in the first parak of Yevamos and the Magid Mishnah in Helchus Ishus parak Beis have a question on the Rambam. The Gemara in Yevamos and Dafyud Beis says that there is no case where someone's mother-in-law could do Mion. Mion is when a girl is married off by someone other than her father and she can then walk away from the marriage without a get. But once she has children, the Gemara says, Banim harayim kisimanim, having a child already makes her an adult, and therefore she can no longer do mion. So it's impossible to have a situation where someone has a mother-in-law who then does mion. Now the question on the Rambam is that the Rambam in Hilchosishus Parak Beis holds that the simen of children is the moment of birth, not when she conceives and not during her pregnancy. It's when she gives birth. For those interested in this shita of the Rambam, Rab Chaim dealt at length with this issue of Banim Harem Kisimanim in the Rambam and the Gemara Nivamos in the first piece in Helchos Ishus. But to here he's quoting the question of the Nemuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah, which is that if we put the two Rambams together, our Rambam, which says that a man can be Mekadesh a fetus if it's a noticeable pregnancy, and the Rambam by Banim Harem Kisimanim, who says that the simen is only when the woman gives birth. So then we should have a case where a man's mother-in-law can do miyun. The case is where he was Mikadesh the Ubar while it's a fetus. So she's now his mother-in-law, but she can still do miyun. She's not an adult until she gives birth. So that whole pregnancy, she's a mother-in-law who can do miyun. So this seems to go against the Gemara. If we put it together, these two psakim of the Rambam, we seem to have a case where a mother-in-law can do miyun up until she gives birth. Now, the assumption of the Nemuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah in this question is that when the Rambam says you can be Mekadesh, a fetus, he means that the marriage is going to take effect at that moment. It's not just that the Kiddushin happens after she's born, but while she's still a fetus, he's considered married to her, and therefore he has a mother-in-law. Rabbi Chaim quotes that the Ran in Kiddushin has a different understanding of this, and he says that when the Rambam says you can be Mekadesh, a fetus, it means that the Kiddushin are going to take effect after she's born. There's no such thing as being Mekadesh, a fetus, but you could say after this baby is born, I am Mekadesh, her. And therefore, in that situation, that would answer the Nemuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah's question because as soon as she gives birth, she's now considered an adult. So at that moment, she becomes a mother-in-law, but she also becomes an adult and cannot do mion. So again, there is no case, even according to the Rambam, where a child can be a mother-in-law and still do mion because she's not a mother-in-law while the baby is in her stomach. But the Nimuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah obviously disagree with this Ran, and they hold that you could be Mekadesh her even while she's a fetus and not just for after she's born. So Reb Chaim explains that the reason the Nimuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah have to say this is because otherwise it's still going to be a problem of Davar Shlobala Olam. The whole explanation that Reb Chaim gave for the Rambam is that the Rambam holds once it's Hukar Ubra, it's no longer Davar Shlobala Olam. It's now considered Bala Olam. It's here and you could be Mekadeshar. But if the Kiddushin is not able to take effect until after the pregnancy, then yes, this girl, the fetus, is in the world, but she's not able to be Mekudesha. She's not eligible for Kiddushin. So it's still a problem of Davar Shalom Bala Olam. 
So that's why the Nimukayosis Magid Mishnah say that it has to be able to take effect immediately. So either way, says Rab Chaim, we're in a we're in a bind. Because if we follow the Nimuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah's position that you can be Mekadesh a girl even when she's a fetus, then we have a problem from the Gemara Nyavamos, which says there's no such thing as a mother-in-law who can do miyun. But according to the Rambam, the mother-in-law, so long as she's pregnant, should be able to do miyun. And if we follow the Ron's position that the Kiddushin doesn't take effect until after the girl is born, not while she's a fetus, then we have a problem that it's a Davar Shalom Bala Olam. Even though the fetus is Bala Olam, but her ability to be Mikudeshes is Lo Bala Olam, and it should be the same problem that it's still like Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, and it doesn't follow the position of the Rabbanan. So in order to make sense of this and answer the questions on the Rambam, Rab Chaim offers a, a sort of third option as to how to understand what goes on in this situation while she's a fetus and then after she's born, which is different than the Nemuke Yosef and the Magid Mishnah that they're immediately married or the Ran that they're not married at all until after the pregnancy. Instead, Rab Chaim offers a, a middle position. And he says that Once it's a noticeable pregnancy, Pregnancy, the Kiddushin takes effect immediately on this fetus, and she's now Mikudeshus. And he adds that certainly once she's born, then she's certainly Mikudeshus at that point. But a fetus is not considered a woman. It's a person, and it's a Bala Olam, but it's not considered a woman that it can accept Kiddushin. Even though the Kiddushin was completed and she is Mikudashas, but the fetus does not have the halacha of a woman who is Mikudashas and married. So we have to separate in this situation. There is a Kiddushin. And this fetus has accepted Kiddushin. Her father accepted it on her behalf and she is now Mikudeshes. But she does not have the halacha as a fetus of a married woman, of a woman who is Mikudeshes because she cannot accept that halacha until she becomes a woman. So what does this conceptual distinction mean practically? So Rab Chaim explains that once she's born, immediately the Kiddushin takes effect and she becomes a married woman because that Kiddushin started when she was already a fetus. That that's why it's not considered a davar shaloba olam because when he did the kiddushin, it was a noticeable pregnancy, so we knew that there's a fetus in there. It's bala olam on the fetus. The kiddushin also took effect, so that's also bala olam. Nothing had to wait until after the pregnancy, until the birth. And therefore, even according to the Rabbanan, this is an acceptable Kiddushin. It is not dependent on the issue of Davar Shalom Bala Olam because this is considered Bala Olam. And Rab Chaim adds that if you're going to question this and you're going to say that the fact that she's not considered a woman in Halacha, this fetus, and she cannot become a married woman, so that itself should make it that the Kiddushin doesn't take effect. And then it should be back to being a, a case of lo bala olam. So Rab Chaim argues against this. He says, no, we only consider it lo bala olam in a case where the halacha says that she cannot accept Kiddushin. Like at that time, she's one of the arayos, she's prohibited to him, or she's a non-Jew or a slave. There's some reason that he can't get married halachically. So therefore, because she cannot accept Kiddushin in this case, then we say that it's a lo bala olam even for the future when that status changes. 
But Reb Chaim's distinction when it comes to Hafidus is more nuanced than this. Even though she cannot accept the Kiddushin, but that's only because she's not considered a woman at that moment. It's not halachically she can't accept the Kiddushin. It's that practically there is a Kiddushin in this case, but she is not a woman who could be considered a married woman. So therefore we say that as soon as that status changes and she is born and now she's considered a halachic woman, so immediately the Kiddushin is going to take effect on her. Her, and it's not considered lo bala olam. The kiddushin was a valid kiddushin, and she herself, as a fetus, was able to be part of this kiddushin. She just can't have the status of a married woman in halacha until she becomes a woman. But the moment that happens, when she's born, she's already a fully married woman. So this is one side of the equation that the kiddushin is able to take effect during the pregnancy, and it's not a case of lo ba la olam. It's considered ba la olam. On the flip side of it though, since the fetus doesn't get the halachas of a married woman, she doesn't have that status, so we don't consider her mother to be this man's mother-in-law. So that's how the Rambam will answer the Gemara in Yevamos. There is no case where a mother-in-law can do miyun because we don't consider the fetus daughter to be married. As soon as the daughter gets the halachas of a a woman and becomes a married woman, that's when she's born and already at that point her mother can't do miyun. So there is going to be no case where a mother-in-law is able to do miyun, even though there's kiddushin in this case, because her daughter, the fetus, is not considered a married woman and she's not a mother-in-law. So this is the tightrope Rab Chaim wants to propose in this situation to make the Rambam fit in with all the various Gemaras and the issues going on. That on the one hand, there is a Kiddushin. It's a fully valid Kiddushin because the fetus itself is Bala Olam and the Kiddushin can take effect. But the fetus has a different problem that she's not an Isha and therefore she cannot get the status of a married woman until she's born. So if we accept this tightrope, it will deal with the various problems. Says Rab Chaim, if you're going to say that this is too tight, it's too forced to make this distinction, and you'll argue that if the woman can't become a Mekudesha, so then the Kiddushin shouldn't be valid. So Rabbi Chaim says that we could make the same basic distinction in a slightly less radical way, and that is that we can distinguish between the Miskadeshas versus the Ishus. In other words, she could become a Mekudeshas, she could accept a Kiddushin, her father accepts it on her behalf, and therefore there is a marriage, but she is certainly not a married woman. Meaning a fetus cannot be considered a married woman. There are certain halachas, there are certain basics that need to be in place for her to be considered a married woman, and a fetus doesn't have that. So even if we'll consider a fetus to be a fully mikudeshous woman, but we could still say that there are certain halachas of being a married woman that don't apply, and therefore that would also answer the Rambam. Even though the Rambam holds that the Kiddushin begins during the pregnancy and she accepts the Kiddushin, but still she's not a married woman in the sense that her mother becomes a mother-in-law of her husband and they're prohibited to each other as a rayos, that doesn't kick in until after she is born. Then that's when the ishos takes effect. That's when she becomes a married woman and her mother's a mother-in-law. And of course, at that point, she can't do miyun. So even this slightly less radical formulation would still resolve the problem that the Rambam could hold that the kiddushin takes effect during pregnancy, but the mother is not a mother-in-law until after birth. Now, Reb Chaim has one final point to explain. What is the Ravid disagreeing about? What's the Machlok is the Rambam and the Ravid? 
So the Ravid holds that the problem here is that being Mikadesh, a fetus, is a case of Davar Shlobala Olam. It's not able to be done right now because the fetuses cannot be included in Kiddushin. You can't be Mikadesh, a fetus. But says Rav Chaim that even according to the Rambam, as we explained, that you could be Mikadesh, a fetus, but the fetus is not considered a married woman. So this whole case is predicated on something which is going to happen in the future. In other words, the Kiddushin takes effect during the pregnancy, but it has to be that after the birth, she is going to become a married woman. Without that, you can't just have the Kiddushin hanging in the air. So it's still on some level a Dover Shalobala Olam because the Kiddushin starts now, but it's only taking effect now because of something which is going to be put into place after this fetus is born. So why wouldn't this still be a problem of Davar Shalobala Olam? Anything which is predicated on something which is going to happen in the future should be a problem of so Rab Chaim explains, because when this fetus is born and becomes a girl and is now married, nothing new happens. It follows directly from the fact that there was a Kiddushin during this pregnancy while she was a fetus. So once she's born, immediately as a result of that, the Ishus takes effect. There's nothing new that has to take that has to happen or take effect at that point because there's already a kiddushin which then morphs into making her a full married woman with all of the halachas of ishus. So that's not considered a davar shalobala olam. There has to be something in the future which has to happen or take effect or change which cannot be done now. But in this case, according to the Rambam, the kiddushin is there. It's just waiting for that birth in order for it to take full effect without changing anything. So that's not considered a problem of Dover So if so, Rab Chaim brings it back to his first point, which is this is only going to work if we hold that a fetus is not lacking anything. It's not considered a Dover even though there has to be a birth, but we don't view the fact that she needs to be born as a Dover Once it's Hukar Ubra, you can see that this woman is pregnant, that fetus is as if she's in the world, and therefore the Kiddushin is going to start now and translate into her being a married woman as soon as she's born. And the fact that she still needs to be born is not considered enough of a change that it would make it a Dover Shalobala Olam at this point. So that's the Shita Sarambam. And that's how Rab Chaim's been understanding him all along, that this situation is not predicated on Davar Shalom Bala Olam at all, because it's considered a Bala Olam. The fetus is Bala Olam, the Kiddushin happens right away, and even though there has to be a birth for the whole process to be completed, that is not enough to be a Davar Shalom Bala Olam. So if so, Rab Chaim adds that according to the Ravid, we could say that he doesn't disagree with the Rambam, that you can be Mekadesh, a fetus. It's not that he holds that being Mekadesh, an unborn fetus, is a Davar Shalom Bala Olam. That's the simple reading of his disagreement. But we could say that the Ravid even agrees with the Rambam that once it's Hukar Ubra, it's noticeable, the Kiddushin takes effect, and there's no problem. So long as she's a fetus, the Kiddushin takes effect. The Ravid's question is even more nuanced, which is that since in order for the process to be completed and for this girl to be considered a full married woman, there needs to be a moment of birth. So that is the Dover Shalom Bala Olam. Even though she could be Mekudeshis as a fetus, but it's all predicated on the idea that then she's going to be born. And at that point, she'll become a married woman. And that is enough to make it a Dover Shalom Bala Olam because it requires that moment of birth, which has not happened yet. 
And so it's not Bala Olam at this point. So that would be the nuanced way that the Ravid is disagreeing with the Rambam. Not that during the pregnancy it's Davar Shlo Bala Olam, but it still requires that moment of birth in order to complete the process, and that makes it a Davar Shlo Bala Olam. So this is Rab Chaim's piece to make sense of the Shittus Rambam that you can be Mekadesh a fetus and Ubar through her father, uh, especially as it relates to the other Rambam, which Rab Chaim discussed at length, that a woman does not become an adult through childbirth until she actually gives birth, but not during the pregnancy. And Rab Chaim's key conceptual distinction here is between the act of Kiddushin, the performance of Kiddushin, which is there, versus that the woman now becomes a married woman and has the status of a Mikudesha. So he argues that when it comes to fetus, even though there can be a Kiddushin, and that does not violate Davar Shaloba Olam, but the fetus itself is not a woman in the sense that she could have the halachic status of being a married woman. Uh, he has a, a second less radical formulation, which is even if the fetus is considered a married woman, but it doesn't have the halachas of ishos in the sense that there's a rayos created, there are certain halachas of marriage which would not follow during the pregnancy. They'd have to wait until she's actually born. And finally, Rab Chaim also deals with the issue of the Davar Shlobala how we paskin that, uh, which the Ravid brings up and tries to explain the Machlokas, the Rambam, and the Ravid.